Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Topical Brainstorm. My name is Christian, and I'm here with my co-host, Garrett. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well right now. Yeah? You've had a pretty crazy week. Yeah, as you know, I have had coronavirus for the last week, and uh, it's been a wild ride, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. It's been the most eventful yet boring week of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh you texted me and you were like, "When are we going to record? I'm I'm available literally whenever." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Garrett's not working for the first week since I've known him." Yeah, it's kind of nice actually to just, you know, sit back and relax a little bit and yet uh, honestly, I don't know how I thought I was going to get all my school stuff done in time because I had a, I had a test yesterday and that was when everything was due. There's no way I would have been able to do that had I been working all week. There's absolutely <laughs> no way. So uh, You would have figured it out one way or another. I would have half-assed everything and got it turned in. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, other than that, though, Pretty good week. How's yours? Pretty good. Uh, I also had a test yesterday. Oh, how'd it go? It, it went. It went fine. I got a B. So nice. I got a B as well. the The class average was eighty eight point one, and I got an eighty eight. So oh wow, perfectly average. There you go. Almost. You know that's generally what I shoot for. Is oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well. It's been a little while since we were, well, two weeks now, probably, since we recorded. Yeah. Uh, we need to give updates on our personal goals. Yes. How's, how are yours? Uh, okay. I, I have not checked how much time I've spent on my phone lately. I'm worried that it's been way too much. Okay, I, I, I've spent about, okay, two and a half hours on my phone, so a day. Not any real progress, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I probably need to reevaluate what I'm doing there because I don't feel like I stuck to the goal of leaving it in the other room. It's tough, man. Easy to say, hard to do. Yeah, I think I rationalize too much because I'll be like, what if Kylie texts me? Or what if someone calls me from work? Or what if yada, yada, yada. Not that I get calls from work very often, but once in a while I do. Huh. Yeah, no one calls me from work ever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, yeah. So reevaluate. You said you were going to bring like a health goal into this? Yeah, uh, I've been thinking about that too. I think the main thing is I just need to make time to be more active, whether that's going on walks or exercising. And I've been doing better overall since basically since the new year with that. Um, I've been working out probably twice a week on average. Running a mile or two is, is mostly what that consists of. But I also took a walk during my lunch break on Monday, which was nice because I usually just sit in my office and 
and uh, don't do a whole ton. So I don't know. I want I want to try to I think exercise twice a week is my specific goal, and just in, in a general sense, be more active. So I think what I'm going to do is. And the best time it works for me is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. My schedule is a, is a lot more flexible. So I'm going to try, I think, Thursdays and Saturdays. Thursdays, right after I get out of class at like 1030, I'm going to try to go to the gym or go for a run if it's warm enough. And Saturdays in the morning, I'm going to try to get some exercise. So I think those are two times in my schedule where I, I have plenty of flexibility and I can definitely make it work if I, if I want to. Um, so I'm going to go with that, see how that goes for a couple of weeks. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, nice. All right. Well, my goals have gone pretty well. I can't really remember I know I have a goal to read more, which I have done a lot this week. Nice. Uh, I had to read like 136 pages of a book for, for school. Yeah, for school. And I Jeez. read them. Uh, well, I read like 110 pages of it. <laughs> but it was for like one of those discu- discussion questions. I didn't know what it was for, I just knew I had to read it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I log on to do the discussion question. And I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. This is why why I <laughs> had to read 130 for like something. The was question. Like a, yeah. I totally could have answered without even reading it. Totally. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the book at all. And I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> so I answered that. However, the the book has grabbed my attention in the 110 pages I have read of it. So I'll probably, we're supposed to read the whole book throughout the course of the the semester. So I'll probably stick with it and just read it. It's pretty interesting. So That's good. Uh, I've read a lot this week. Uh, I haven't bought any food this week, so. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> That's cheating. It that doesn't really uh, count. Hey, you know, you some call it cheating. I call it opportunity. All right. Okay. Well, I expect I expect your progress to continue into next week. Then, so thank you, thank you. I, I can't that. promise <laughs> that I won't buy anything, but I will buy a little <laughs> less. Um, I have been drinking. I've just been pounding soda though, mm. because there's like nothing else to do. And my parents have a whole <laughs> fridge of it. Yeah. So uh, I need to work on that. Um, I haven't gone to the gym at all, which obviously, you know. Yeah. But yeah, overall, pretty good. Good week with the goals. So, do you track how much money you spend on food? I am very aware of how much money I do spend on food, yes. Like, do you know a number that you roughly spend monthly on food? Not to the exact dollar, but um, I will figure figure it out to the exact dollar, and I will announce that on next week's pod. (laughs) All right. I'm not saying you have to, but Uh, one one thing... 
If I say it out loud, though, it'll it'll help me. <laughs> All right, yeah. You feel free. But one thing that me and Kylie have been doing is we've been tracking all our expenses we've been trying to for a few months but we i started taking it more seriously in january and we tracked like every dollar we spent on you know on food on other things on necessities whatever and i think it definitely helps to see how much we're actually spending a month on certain things um because it does it makes it more real and it also makes it easier to to set a goal or to give yourself a realistic expectation of how to how to be better about that or what you can expect from yourself you know yeah for sure for sure well cool Um, yeah pretty good you have anything else to report on i don't all right the chapter this week we can jump into it it's the second chapter and the end of part two and this part two in this book and the book we're doing for anybody who's new, the man's guide to women by John and Julie Gottman. Part two is about how to get women's attention, how to have a good first impression. I'm forgetting the official name of it, but that's the basic idea. And the chapter we read today is about First impressions, first conversations, first dates, and how to make all those things go smoothly and go well and um, remain a viable uh, dating subject or object or whatever for to a woman. So that's what we'll be discussing today. Garrett, How? what did you learn? What did you like about this chapter? Uh, well, this chapter, it talks about a lot of firsts, you know, like, Um, it talks about first impressions, first conversations, first dates, uh, which are all things I suck at. So (laughs) overall I was like, wow, this stuff is like gold. Um, very enlightening and it's all stuff that makes a lot of sense. It's pretty like, like we would often say with, uh, how to win friends principles. It's very common sense mm-hmm. um but i've just never thought about it in that way uh like the the first thing that it talks about when you're going into a first conversation with someone is again following the cues like last chapter talked about uh women will let you know when they want to talk to you in some way whether that's a smile or or some other cue that she drops for you, um, you'll know if she wants to at least have a conversation with you. And just because she's nice to you and smiles at you does not mean she's into you. It just means she's willing to have a conversation with you. Uh, yeah. Which is like the first thing that, that stuck out to me in this chapter. What, what about you? I liked how, in addition to that part, he talks about a a test you can basically run. If you're in that situation where some girl that you've never met before is is giving you eye contact a couple times and smiling, what you can do to make sure that it's a legit signal that you're getting is you walk to the other side of the room or wherever you're at and, and you see if you continue to get eye contact and smiles. And if you are... 
then that's the best signal you can get to approach her. And as you said, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that she's way into you. It just means that she's open to the to the opportunity, um, which means your success rate at potentially getting a date or getting to know this woman is much higher than average. Yeah, very true. So, all right, you get the signal, you you approach. Uh, what? How? How do you have that first conversation? Like, what? What's the procedure there? The one thing that stood out to me is, well, not one thing maybe, but he says the goal of dating is truly it's just to find someone who's generally, genuinely interested in you and who you really are. And the only way that happens is through good and, and honest conversation, right? Um, and as you mentioned, you said before that you're bad at all of these things, but he lays out a pretty simple method, which is to just focus on her, you know, put her front and center in the conversation and try to get to know her, you know, ask, ask good questions, focus on her and like you've mentioned a couple of times, a lot of these are principles from the last book we read and common sense in a lot of ways. But if you can really get someone talking about themselves um, or you get a girl talking about herself and ask questions that actually, actually get to know her, you know, get past the small talk and ask the type of questions that help you understand who she is and, and what drives her and, all of those things are going to lead to her liking you and lead to her feeling comfortable and secure around you, which again is, is one of the main needs that women have is, is to trust you. So I really liked what he said there. Um, yeah, I, I liked how they, they brought that first conversation um, topic back to trustworthiness and they talked about how how you build trustworthiness in a conversation is by how you said putting that the other person first and being a good listener um, and being genuinely interested, which are again that these are principles from how to win friends and influence people. Um, if you can be a good listener and be genuinely interested and get them talking about themselves, that builds that that trustworthiness that you need. Um, that women are looking for, even if they don't necessarily know it, because sometimes it's subconscious. Uh, that's the that's how you do that in in conversation. It, they also talked about asking asking questions that are open ended, uh, mm-hmm. which I think we all at this point should know. What an open ended question is it's something. That that gets deeper into, uh, in, into or gets past a yes or no answer. Uh, they did say though that you can use close-ended questions to get to a uh, an open-ended question, which I liked. I think that's often easier. Mm-hmm. Like if you say ask, oh, where did you grow up? Which is a close-ended question, not necessarily yes or no, but, you know, there's one answer. And then you ask, oh, did you like growing up there? Why? 
Um, what was it like growing up there? Though, though that's an open-ended question. Uh, so, yeah, converse, a conversation is an art. It takes practice, and um, it's an art that puts the other person at center stage. Is a quote from the book, which I really liked. Yeah, I liked that too. I liked that example because, as you said, I think we all know what an open-ended question is, but. When you're in that moment, you know, you're nervous, you don't want to come off as, as weird or don't want to come off as if you're interrogating her. So it's, it can be hard in the moment to, to think of a good question like that. But I really like the example he used. You get her to talk about things she likes and doesn't like, you know, not just, not just what's your favorite food, but why do you love that food so much? Or what's your favorite color? You know, just you can start with an easy question like that, but make sure there's a follow-up to get to something real, to get to something that matters. Yeah. And three things, three things he mentioned that are really important to, to show in these situations is you want to show interest in her. You want to show warmth and you want to show a desire to know her. And I think all of those will come as you ask good questions and as you, try to relax, try to smile and, and be warm at the same time. I think as, as nervous as, as one can get in those situations, <laughs> uh, trying to remember just those few simple things I think can make a huge difference and make it much less nerve wracking. Yeah, I agree. I, so here's a question for you. It talks a lot about eye contact and I know eye contact is important. I know that, uh, but man, I'm so bad at that. Like, I, I feel like I always look look away at the wrong time, and sometimes I feel like I'm just staring too long. <laughs> what What's the key to eye contact in your opinion, man? I have no idea. <laughs> that's that's going to go on, on our list for our next guest, man. The right amount of eye contact. What is it? <laughs> yeah i he doesn't give specific guidelines for that and i don't think i've ever seen specific guidelines and nor have i researched that but it can feel awkward that's true the only thing that's obvious is you don't want to be creepy but i i would guess that you for example, probably feel like you're being creepy way before you're actually being creepy. I would guess that you're probably not doing enough eye contact and you're worried that you're coming off as creepy, but you're probably nowhere close. That's what I would guess. I would guess err on the side of, of more eye contact, especially because if you get the tendency to get nervous and look away just try to try to resist that a little bit longer, you know, and just see, you know, experiment, see what happens. But that's what I would guess off the off uh, my gut response to your your question. I like that response. Um, yeah, I mean, they talked a little bit about eye contact, but not a lot. They just said it's important, really. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just always been something I've I've struggled with. And it's not that I have a, a hard time looking someone in the eye. I think it's that I just often forget. 
And then, yeah. like I said, I just feel like I'm staring, so I have to look away. And I usually look away or like right as they look at me, which looks like I'm not confident, which is sometimes true. So I don't know. I like that advice, though. Always err on the side of more eye contact. Maybe not always, but <laughs> I would guess that, that that wouldn't be a bad way to go. But that's something... You know, I want to do some research, see what the internet provides on that topic. So maybe I'll come to next episode with a better answer. Yeah, me. But we should also ask an expert, aka a woman. Me, I think I will also research that. <laughs> that is interesting. Uh, right. Another thing, another thing that I liked and that I kind of thought was funny. Um, at the end of this section about your first conversation, he says the goal should be to get her phone number or to ask her on a date, right? Which is also a very scary step. But one tip he gives for that is to, if you can, and if it's appropriate, when you ask her for her number or on a date, you reach out and you touch her forearm. Um, and the reason for this is he says, Studies show that this has proven to lead to greater compliance, <laughs> which I thought was a very funny way of putting it, but it's probably good advice um, because if she is actually interested, you know, if there's any interest there, that little bit of uh, physical contact is going to be welcome and it's going to be something that you know sparks your interest something that makes you look really confident yeah that's what i was gonna say i think that the confidence to do that and obviously we're talking like lightly touch for like one and a half seconds you know like yeah and he makes a point of that as well to not make it a death grip right yeah don't be creepy about it but like (laughs) any sort of physical contact is uh that just shows some some in my mind some cojones you know like (laughs) it also reminds me of the office that episode where jim pam and andy are talking to kevin about how he should interact with lynn and pam's like you know a playful touch on the back that's that's fine and jim's like no no don't do that that's creepy and andy i can't remember what andy's deal is but he's like he wants Kevin to be a total jerk to her or something. <laughs> Gosh, I love when we make connections to the office. <laughs> Dude, there's so many of them. Oh. Yeah, you obviously, you got to do it right. And I think it, it relates to what you've said is the worst case scenario is you're back to where you started, right? So if, if she's not interested in you, the touch isn't going to isn't going to make it worse or better, but if she is interested in you, it, it will help, you know, it'll do nothing but help if you do it right. And, um, you obviously don't want to date people who aren't interested in you anyway. So yeah, I think that's a good, good thing to try out next time you're in one of those situations, Garrett. Yeah. And I <laughs> think I probably will. Um, One thing that they get into that I thought was slightly weird, but I mean, makes sense was the tone of your voice when you talk to people or when you talk to women, 
Uh, women are attracted to to lower frequencies in a man's voice, which makes sense. Uh, men generally have lower voices. Um, but like as they were talking about this, I just kept picturing someone like some dude whenever you talk to a woman just starting to talk like Batman in the dark night, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, that just sounds kind of creepy. And then I guess it's a technique that actors use. They, they call it your, uh, your fundamental frequency. I guess if you stand in the shower and like lightly pinch the bridge of your nose, you can hum and when you when your humming causes the most vibration, um, that's your fundamental frequency. And actors often use that frequency to project their voices more, uh, which makes it louder and slightly deeper, which I found very interesting. You can give that a try if you'd like. Um, I don't know if I personally will, but <laughs> it's always an option. I mean, I don't know why you have to stand in the shower to try that. Yeah, that, that, that's but... just what they recommended. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that is interesting, and I remember learning about kind of the psychological reason for that. Apparently, the more testosterone you have in your body through adolescence dictates the tone of your voice and i think it's the same for estrogen and for women the more estrogen the higher their voices and men are attracted to women with higher voices which is interesting um but it's also a sign of you know good genes and also the more testosterone one's ha one have one has a man has i think that probably increases their ability to protect and provide right because it implies that they're going to be stronger and all those other things. So that, that is interesting. Um, one thing it reminded me of is, I don't know if you've ever watched the show, the bachelor or the bachelorette, because I have, I have become a regular viewer of that show since I got married. Um, and I honestly do enjoy most of all, most of it, even though it's very dumb and frustrating sometimes, but there are always certain women who the guy will, the bachelor guy will walk into the room and the women's voices will instantly go up like two octaves, which they're basically applying this principle, right? They're talking in a higher voice because they think it's going to be more attractive to the guy, which is funny. But if you don't overdo it, there probably is some good science behind that. That'll, it'll just make you, you know, that much more attractive and just help you get your foot in the door, you know? Yeah, I agree. Just definitely so it's, it's, do not overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one you shouldn't play around with too much, I imagine, because I feel like there are more people I know who who have fake voices, and that's just very off-putting. Well, I agree. I, I, didn't, I didn't say that sentence well, but the people that I know who use different or fake voices for certain things are always just weird people, you know? Yeah, I, They're never I, people that I uh, really get along with or really want to spend a lot of time with. So be careful. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right. So you ask him out, you use the voice, maybe not. You're on the date. 
they they have this almost like list of stuff that you can do on a date um, to be more attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, I'll just go through it really quick and hit some highlights. Uh, it's not about how much money you spend. It's about putting her front and center, which I've heard stories um, of guys who just go out and spend tons of money. And I'm first of all, like, I don't understand that. I don't like spending tons of money on somebody else's wife. So, um, something I found interesting was they talk about if you do something dangerous or, um, adventurous, oftentimes that'll stimulate the, the fear center of the brain, which is the right amygdala, which is also responsible for, uh, sexual attraction. So sometimes I guess uh, the body gets confused and mixes the two emotions up. So, I mean, it, th- that that's always an option if you're <laughs> if you're willing to go that that direction to to get some attraction. You know. Um, I, sorry, go ahead. I've I was just gonna put a plug in there. I've also heard that you know doing doing really fun things, really exciting things, it releases a lot of endorphins. Yeah, and that can if you you know go skydiving which is obviously also expensive and not necessarily suggested but a woman would begin to relate those really good feelings of a lot of released endorphins and a lot of excitement just with you right which is just going to make you seem really exciting and really fun which is never a bad thing so i think i think there are multiple things working in your favor if you if you have a really exciting first date. I, I think so too. Uh, but now to the stuff that I found really important. Um, you know, obviously you need good conversation. You need to ask open-ended questions. You need to put her first and be genuine, genuinely interested in, in her. Um, it's okay if she says something that you disagree with. It's okay to disagree with her politely in a way that doesn't devalue her opinion, but still expresses your opinion. Uh, that's very important not to put somebody else down, whether you're trying to date them or not. Um, you need to be prepared to talk about who you are. Why would anyone open up to you if you're not willing to open up to them? So have at least have a general idea or some answers behind some of the very questions you're asking her. Um uh, if, 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 for example, if you want her to open up to you about what it was like to grow up where she grew up, you should be able to do that yourself, whether you get asked to or not. And don't be insecure. Don't ask her how the date is going or if she likes you. That kills attraction pretty fast. And, you know, it's, it shows huge insecurity. Uh, There was one quote I have in my notes that I really liked. Um, The main point is that people like people who like them. If you like her, show her through words, actions, and your conversation and listening skills. Undivided attention is a powerful aphrodisiac. (laughs) 
So that's funny. Honestly, that one reminded me of The Office, too, when uh, Michael's <laughs> like, it's an aphrodisiac. And uh, <laughs> and Dwight's like, no, fish sticks are not an aphrodisiac. You're thinking of deer penis. <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny so Gosh. yeah but very important you know people like people who like them show that you like them and everything that you do it'll go a long way for you yeah that was probably my main takeaway is at least related to that they they talk about this concept of emotional energy which is Essentially, being interested in what they're talking about, showing interest in her, but also showing interest in in your in your stuff. You know, if she asks you about your life, you want to come off as excited and energetic about the things you're doing and about the things you're interested in and about your hobbies. And um, kind of goes back to what we talked about last week about. If you're being, I think we talked about this last week. If not, I must have read a part of the book, read ahead a little bit. But the idea of, you know, if you're into stamp collecting, be the most knowledgeable person on the planet about stamp collecting, right? It's not necessarily what you do, but it's how you do it and how you show that energy towards what you do. And... It's important to make, you know, focus the conversation on her because that that's just good advice for making things less stressful and making things um, go smoothly. But if she does ask you a question, make sure that you have a good response. Like you said, make sure you are energetic and excited about your life. And I that made me look back on, you know, a couple first dates that I went on or times that I was trying to get to know some girl. And I just felt like I was super boring, you know? And I think I think a lot of the things I'm into don't interest people. Like I'm going into accounting. I want to do people ta- do, do people's taxes for a career. And I used to make jokes about how how boring that was, you know. People would ask me what I'm studying. I'm like, accounting. So that's about as fun as it sounds, you know. But that doesn't make me come off as as a happy person. It doesn't doesn't make it look like I'm interested in what I'm studying. It doesn't make me look like I'm have emotional energy about my life. So I think I think it's really important to to show that energy and to to make sure that the girl you're talking to realizes that you're a fun and interesting person, you know? I think that's something I was probably pretty bad at when I was trying to date. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I, not that you were bad at it, I don't know, but <laughs> that uh, it's important to show that emotional energy. I'm big a big proponent of, um, you know, re- reciprocation. Like if if you expect something out of them why you need to show that yourself. Uh, if you want her to be interested in you, you you probably better be interested in yourself at least a little bit, you know, like be excited about the things that you like and and be willing to open up about that if you want her to open up about herself. For sure. Yeah. 
I don't have anything left to add. Uh, let me scan my notes. I guess I can quickly mention this. They talk about the power in mirroring her body language. Oh, yeah. I forgot about uh, that. Apparently, it's something that people naturally do when they like one another. But mirroring her body language sends subconscious signs or signals that, that you like her. Um, but it also puts her more at ease if you're marrying her body language. So that was interesting. And the one thing they mentioned that you shouldn't do is use cheesy pickup lines. Mm. Um, because that does nothing to make her feel safe. does nothing to make her trust you. And it really doesn't get you anywhere, apparently. So... I know a lot of people try to use those to get people's attention, and, and sometimes it feels necessary. Uh, for example, I have a couple friends who have had to use, not had to use, but who use online dating apps. A lot of times it seems like the only way you can get a girl to respond to you is if you have something very clever to say Some, at the very start. Funny. You know? Yeah, that's true. Which I wonder, I wonder what the Gottman's feelings or what they would say on that because yeah like brendan elwood for example he uses mutual and on and off but i've i've seen how much effort he puts into thinking of things to say to these girls that he matches with which it's dumb because these girls swipe the right way on him you know like there is a little bit of interest and then he'll he'll message them and just no response yeah and he's tried so many things to try to get girls to respond to him at a higher rate and they just don't, which I think that's a whole nother conversation about the culture on, on dating apps and whatnot, but there's probably a psychology of dating apps too. Maybe we should look into a book about that. <laughs> maybe. So I don't know, maybe there is a place for some sort of attention getting cheesy line. Um, I'm not completely against them based on, like I said, what I've seen Brendan go through. <laughs> yeah. But but that shouldn't be your go-to, and that shouldn't last longer than the very first interaction because yeah. that, that does nothing to make you a more viable option for any woman. Yeah, I think it's I, – I, I think it, they're fun if you use them at the start, you know, to grab attention or just to be funny. A lot of them are just funny. Yeah. But anything past that if if you're using them more than than appropriate they're very off-putting and yeah, like you said, just not not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all I have in my notes, so Yeah, me too. Learn some good stuff. It's been fun. I think next week we'll uh, have a, another guest on. I think Riley said she would do it. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll have Riley on next week. Riley's my little sister. She's married, so, I mean, she's... Pretty, pretty recently married, though. Yeah, so she... she's more advanced in her life than me. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yep. So we'll have her on. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, let us know 
if you have any comments, uh, you can post on our, well, you can comment on our Instagram page that Kylie runs, our social media manager. And let us know what you think or if you have any advice for specifically Garrett at this point in his life because this time has passed for me. But it's all welcome and appreciated, any advice or stories you got. So, Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time.